Well, folks, welcome back. It's that time again. Welcome to the Red River Rising. I'm Pastor Mike along with author Rick Salcedo. And today we're going to start a new series that's entitled, Which Kingdom Are You Expanding? We're going to be discussing uh, the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light and uh, the ability to expand or decrease on each, right? So, uh, Anyway, Rick, let's get uh, let's get started today. Okay, in part one, we're going to focus on the kingdom of light. And we're going to start off in Revelation chapter 1, verse 8. And it says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. So here we see that God is the self-existent one. He's the all-powerful, all-knowing, ever-present God. Right. He's the most high sovereign God over all this creation. And um, so that's his kingdom, the creation that he made. And in Genesis 1, chapter 3, it says, And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And the first few chapters of Genesis tells us that all that God created was good. So God creates good and he creates light. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, it reads, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God made creation, everything that exists, and that's his kingdom. And it's full of goodness, and it's full of light. And then he created man in his likeness and put him on a small portion of his creation, earth. So mankind, you know, we're, we were commissioned originally to be stewards of God's kingdom on earth. That's right. And, fact, it even tells us that, uh, you know, we were... Uh, Adam is the one who named all those crea- creations. Uh, the, the creatures, creatures. yeah, sure, he sure was. Because God, by putting man in charge uh, of the earth, man had dominion over the earth mm-hmm. originally. Right. And Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And this tells us that wherever God is, there's light. So the more God is involved in your life, the more light you're going to have in your life. Sure. You know, within you and and around you. Yeah, we talked, um, it was just a few Wednesdays ago, uh, maybe a month or two ago, I taught them this, that, uh, you know, God was like the light that passes through you and the light that comes out of you, right? But all of it is originated from God Mm -hmm. uh, being inside of you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 through 16 says, you are the light of the world. A town, a town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Should I start singing now? Go ahead. Yeah, you know, the, you know, remember the old children's uh, song there, right? Yeah. Hide it under a bushel. No. Yeah. I'm going to let it shine. I'm going to let it shine. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So we're called to be ambassadors of light in spirit, soul, and body. So Jesus is telling his, his disciples, his followers, which, you know, that today that includes us. Right. You know, we're to be the light of the world. And we're to be, uh, we're to shine for all the world to see. That's right. You know, I, I've met a lot of people that say, you know, my personal faith is, is mine. You know, it's personal. It's mine. I don't share it with anyone. I don't push it on anyone. You know, um, I just, it's, it's mine inclusively and 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 i keep it private well i'm not saying that we need to shove our faith down other people's throats you know or be in your face about it but we're to be joyful and we're to shine with goodness and good deeds and 
and and let people see our faith through the way we live right. and the words we speak. That's right. And that'll draw, you know, that'll draw them to the light. And then you can share the, the gospel message with them. Yep. You know, and, and, and that way people won't be uh, offended because they're coming to you saying, Hey, what's, what's the deal with you? That's right. You know, well, you ought to be set apart. I mean, there's something for that with that, you know, with that light and uh, salvation comes automatic, almost a type of sanctification with it too. So they ought to see you different from everybody mm-hmm. else. And when they see you being different from everybody else, uh, and that's authentic, that's exactly right. I, I mean, that's, that's how we should be. Yeah. And a lot of times that will actually elicit, uh, scorn or mockery. Sure. People will make fun of you. But if you continually respond in love and goodness, mm-hmm. you know, eventually you're going to melt, you know, you're, their heart's going to change towards you. Right. Well, the Bible didn't say, Hey, uh, do good and, um, then when people talk bad about you or make fun of you, then give it up. No, it said do good no matter what. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and be found without blame or fault mm-hmm. in that. So you're supposed yeah. to keep on doing what's right, even uh, if those around you are making fun of you or persecuting you for it. Yeah. And it's a, it's a tough thing to do. But once you are able to train yourself to do good to those that spitefully use you mm-hmm. and pray for those that persecute you, then you've just unleashed a powerful spiritual weapon. Yeah. Plus, you know, you're not really giving over any control to that either uh, by simply not giving into that. And, and I don't know, if, you know, there's a difference between people who you have to encounter at work or, you know, in certain situations that you're, you're in uh, that you can't control. But, you know, when you go home, they don't go home with you. Right. You know, um, yeah. in your, your personal life outside of that, uh, you know, you don't have to carry that load. You, you just, yeah, it is freeing. When it doesn't affect you anymore, because you just turn it over to God mm-hmm. to be done with it. I tell you, Pastor always said, uh, and I love it. You know, I don't, I don't answer my critics. That's not who I answer to. I answer to God, mm-hmm. not my critics. Yeah. So, and that's what we need to remember. Yeah. Not, not hatefully or spitefully, but not give them any power and control over you. Right. With that. Yeah, because you're you're when you. Constantly are on the defensive mm-hmm. and answering to your critics. You're giving them authority over you. That's right. That's right. You know, you're giving them power to manipulate you. And we've talked about this before. No argument is everyone a soul. You're not going to argue anybody to Christ. It's mm-hmm. just not going to happen. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. Let's continue on. Sorry, right. Rick. No, no problem. And so we are called to be ambassadors of light in spirit, soul, and body. So how do we, how are we light in spirit? Well, we have to be born again. You have to have a regenerated spirit that's come back to life in Lord, in order to have light in spirit. And in soul, um, by having godly thoughts and godly desires in our heart, that's how we can be light in our soul. And in our body, it's, it's our acts of goodness. It's uh, the words that we speak are encouraging and edifying. And, and that's how we're ambassadors of light in body. You know, we man, we, we manifest positive godly things in the physical for other people to see absolutely those works are important they show Mm -hmm. the love of christ yep yep yep. those are the you know would say uh faith without works is dead that's right you know so the the works is the evidence and it also glorifies god when we do selfless acts of of good works Mm -hmm. we're glorifying god that's right that's exactly right in in a dark world okay um so our next scripture is in matthew chapter 4 verses 8 through 11 And it says, again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give to you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, 
Worship the Lord God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and angels came and attended him. So we're talking about the kingdom of light here. And at this point, Satan, and we'll get into this more in in part two with the kingdom of darkness, but Satan has gained dominion over the earth. And so Jesus came to earth and dwelled among us, you know, Emmanuel, God with us. And so he, you know, uh, God dwelled in a human body here on the earth, which was Satan's domain. And Satan came to tempt him, but he failed to gain dominion over Jesus um, like he was successful over mankind. And this allowed Jesus to perform divinely in the world, even though it was Satan's domain. Mm-hmm. Because if you think back, um, because man had rejected God's word and embraced Satan's word, they rejected God's lordship and made Satan lord over them. And then and then Satan took the dominion for himself that was given to man. So the earth became Satan's domain and then and then Jesus shows up on the earth and Satan's like, "Hey, wait a minute. This is my turf." Right. You know, but he tried to do the same thing. He tried to give Jesus to refute or ignore God's word and heed his word. Right. And if he had done that successfully, then he would have gained lordship over Jesus. Right. And so he tried the same tactic that he used on man in the garden. He tried on Jesus in the wilderness, but it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, angels, you know, Satan originally was an angel. Right. I think most people know that. They're a higher being than man. So it wasn't very difficult for Satan to trick man. Right. Jesus, though, is God Almighty, one with the Father. So he's a much higher being than Satan. So really, you know, Satan gave it a try, but it was pretty futile. Yeah. You know, well, he's only got so many tricks in his bag. Yeah. I mean, really, he doesn't have unlimited uh, power of everything else. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's a deceiver. He's a liar. Um, mm-hmm. He walks about like a roaring lion, yeah. not as a roaring lion, you know, yeah. deception. Mm-hmm. He only, his, his bag of tricks is only so deep. The problem is, is that they're tailor made. So for us is that he kind of manipulates the, the wording of it, right? Exploits our weaknesses. That's exactly right, which yeah. is what he did in the garden. It yeah. was just nothing more than, are you sure that's really what God said? You know, just a, a piece of doubt into yeah. Eve is what kind of, you know, spilt this on. Yeah. And, uh, anyway. Yeah. Sure. You know, and, and if he had tried doubt on Jesus, Jesus is like, yeah, I know that. I know for sure. I know that I know that I know. Right, right. <laughs> you know, cause they were, you know, Jesus knew he, there was no doubt. Um, so, you know, this passage says the kingdoms of the, uh, he showed them all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. Mm-hmm. And Jesus wasn't very impressed with that because where did he come from? from from the throne of heaven right so he you know he's comparing what satan's showing him to what he's already experienced with god the father you know all the splendor of uh, all of creation heaven and earth and everything well you got to remember he was there when it was all created right i mean yeah so so he's like this is nothing i'm gonna worship you over this (laughs) so so satan failed and um and so jesus not not having to submit to or how do I say this? Satan not gaining dominion over Jesus allowed Jesus to operate divinely in the world, even though at this point it was Satan's domain. And then our next verse is uh, Matthew chapter 4, verse 16 through 17. It says, The people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. From that time on, Jesus began to preach, Repent, for the kingdom of God has come near. So we see here that when God shows up in the darkness, light shines forth. So um, 
you know, God is, his kingdom is one of light. And when Jesus showed up and began his ministry, it shed light on people living in darkness. And his message, repent, the, a message of repentance sheds, sheds light on people living in darkness. Right. You know, the message that the kingdom of heaven is near, you know, sheds light on people living in darkness and despair. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like Jesus, the words that we speak should should sh- uh, shed light on people living in darkness. It should encourage them. It should edify them and lift them up. Absolutely. And then in Colossians chapter 2, verse 15, it says, And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing, triumphing over them at the cross. So the earth and, and humanity were all under Satan's domain. Jesus shows up and and earns the right to perform divinely within that domain. Then he dies on the cross. And what that did was it, it disarmed Satan's powers and authorities of him and all of his, his, uh, demons and minions. And, you know, in Ephesians where it goes into all those uh, powers of the air and principalities and all that, they were all disarmed by Jesus at the cross. And so what Jesus was doing was pushing back the kingdom of darkness and expanding the kingdom of light. You got to remember too, this one, uh, talked about, you know, he went and got the keys to Hades. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, mm-hmm. he, he took, well, a little bit of power that uh, the devil did have here um, mm-hmm. and, and was able to strip that away. And through him, uh, that's why we have the authority of the believer now mm-hmm. uh, through that uh, through that sacrifice on that cross. And, uh, I think um, I was listening to somebody, I think it was this morning, might have been yesterday, talking about the cross and how people have gotten away from the fact of what its true impact is. And it's almost like a cliche. We say, you know, the cross, but. I mean, if we really think about what happened on that cross and what mm. transpired on that cross for us to be able to uh, not be under the old covenant law, but to be able to, to be under the new covenant with it and be able to speak things over Satan. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's big. That is yeah. big. That's big, big. Yeah. Yeah. The cross wasn't just salvation, but was also empowerment. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And uh, in Matthew chapter 28 verse 18 through 20 jesus this is after the resurrection he's talking to his disciples it says then jesus came to them and said all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me therefore go and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit and teaching them to obey everything i have commanded you and surely i am with you to the very end of the age so jesus commissions us to be a godly influence on others And he gives us the authority to push back on the kingdom of darkness. So at this point, when he resurrects, he's got, not only has he defeated Satan, he's also got all authority in heaven and on earth. Now, the Holy Father has entrusted that to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 21 and 22 says, It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at God's right hand with angels, authorities, and powers in submission to him. So angels and authorities and powers are in submission to Jesus, to include Satan and his demons. And Philippians chapter 2 verse 9 says, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him a name that is above every name. And then finally in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 19 through 21 it says, that power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, 
power, and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in this present age, but also in the one to come. So we kind of see a progression here. When Jesus died on the cross, he defeated Satan and and and, and stifled his power and authority over the earth and over man. Right. When he was resurrected, he was given all authority in heaven and on earth. When he ascended into heaven, he was seated in a place of honor at God's right hand and given a name above all names. And he was in authority over all angels and powers and, and everything. And not only in this age, but in the age to come. Right. And so that's the kingdom of light currently, and it battles against the kingdom of darkness. And we're going to discuss the ominous kingdom of darkness in detail next time here at the Red River Rising. But until then, prepare your heart for the coming revival. Amen. <laughs>